welcome to the fourth episode of the Game 6 podcast. Alongside me is Stefan Luciani. I am Evan Brewer. We are the Podfathers, and we are going to get into the AFC matchups now. We did the NFC in the last podcast, the last episode, and I mean, I think I can speak for both of us when I say that I think the most exciting game for both of us is this weekend. It might be for most people. I've heard a lot of analysts say that uh, the one game that I'm referring to in specific is the most exciting. I don't know if you can vouch for that. Um, can pretty well confirm. Um, but of course, we're going to save the best for last. So we're not going to start with the game that we are, of course, referring to. And we are going to start with the Cincinnati Bengals taking on the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans, nice and rested up after having that bye with the number one seed. Um, So, yeah, Bengals headed to to Nashville. Tennessee Titans are going bye, bye, bye this week in in, uh, the corniest uh, thing that I could possibly think of. Um, Oh, really? NSYNC style, bye, bye, bye. Yes, they are. Um, I think they're, I mean, obviously they finished the season with the number one seed, but they just haven't really impressed me a whole lot. Haven't really been able to utilize a lot of the guys on offense um, like Julio Jones. I mean, given Julio he hasn't really done anything the last few years and AJ Brown was kind of gone. He was rogue for the first, I don't even know how long I had him in fantasy and, and he just was, I was thinking about dropping him and then he went off at the end of the season, which was fine. But I think Ryan Tannehill's kind of had one of those. He had a great year last year and hasn't really been able to keep it up this year. And they've just ended up being really inconsistent. Um, They get Derrick Henry back this week, which I think is a plus, but I don't know how they're going to use him. So can confirm Derrick Henry is ready to play this week. Like they're not going to keep him on. uh, Like they're not going to do a split committee or anything because the guys that they brought in have actually been pretty good. Well, that's what I want to talk about, actually. Like, Dante Foreman has been pretty solid. Um, But with Henry back, what can they realistically expect out of him? He hasn't touched the field since week eight. Now, it's King Henry. He's a video game character. You know, he's he's when you go into my pro and you put all the sliders to full. You know, Mm -hmm. like you make your guy, or when you're playing chill, you make your guy 7'4", 300 pounds, but a speedster and 99 handling. You know what I mean? Yeah. What can they expect? Out 99 of hair too. Let's just say that. 99 hair. That's, that's solid. It looks like an iguana tail. It does. Like I feel like it's a weapon. You could probably knock somebody out with that helmet on. Yeah. It, I feel the same. Yeah. I don't even know. How does he get it? How does he get it into that? You know what I mean? Like it looks so tight. And uh, anyways, it just is. It's very. Yeah. Anyways, I don't know. I don't know how he does it. Yeah, I, I digress. I would, I would love to, to get my hair like that someday, but whatever. Um, Your hair like that? If you show up, I, I would time. love to see you show up to school like that one day. It would take a long time to grow, but I think I could do it. Anyways, he's back. I don't know how he's going to perform. Um, it'll be very interesting to see. And I think if he does play well, this Bengals run defense is eh, like not great. Not great. They gave up six and a half yards per carry to Josh Jacobs last week. Yeah. Right. Like. This isn't a great run defense by any means. It's not a great defense by any means, but I don't know. And all credit to Josh Jacobs, you know, great running back. Yeah, he really picked it up the last few weeks. Even Derrick Henry, you know, let's say 75%. Let's just assume he's 75%. Is still better than Josh Jacobs. 
Yeah. Well, I can't remember. Probably. What am I saying? You okay? I can't. Rem- no, I can't remember. But I, f- I feel like didn't he hurt his foot and he continued playing? Like I'm pretty sure he finished that game. I could Jacobs. be wrong. No, 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 no. Derrick Henry. I'm pretty oh, sure the, he, the, the game that he injured his foot. That he injured his foot. I think yeah, he, he did finish he playing. playing. It wasn't until after that they like they didn't take him out mid game. Which is what I'm saying. It's like I know he got surgery and everything, but even with a bad foot, like he's gonna play. He's Derek. Like, he, yeah, he's not gonna he's not gonna give up. He he'll may not be at seventy five or at hundred percent, but he's still gonna go out there and play like it. Um and that, I mean, that in turn is kind of the key for for Tennessee. I mean, you can't really rely on Ryan Tannehill after what he showed this year. Maybe a little bit more last year, um, but you're going to have to dominate time of possession, is what they've done a lot this year too. Um, you're going to want to try and keep that offense on the other side of the ball off the field as much as you possibly can, because they're, I mean, other than the Chiefs and the Bills, they're probably the best offense in football. That's that's left. I mean. I can't even say that because there's so many good ones left, but the weapons that they have on that, on that offense are probably up there with the best of the best. Well, you know what? I, I do agree. And, and it's echoing what you said earlier on, actually we had a conversation about this is that in order for the Bengals to be successful, they're going to need to manage the clock well, and they're going to need to keep, it's not even Tannehill as much as the concern. They're going to need to keep Derrick Henry off the field and they're going to need to keep Joe Burrow on the field. Um, you know, Burrow, we said it last week. I'll say it again. Stud. Uh, 24 for 34, 244 yards with two TDs and 110-4 QBR. Um, From week 14 on, he only had triple-digit ratings and no picks. He hasn't thrown a pick since before week 14. Um, They're going to need to use that passing game. They have the most yards per attempt in the league, second most yards per completion in the league. They're really going to need to focus on that. They're going to need to target Jamar Chase, which is obvious, but they're really going to need to do that. Last week, he actually did officially break the record for most receiving yards by a rookie in a season, including playoffs. Uh, he beat Bill Groman, who held the record until now. Uh, and Bill Groman, that, that was a record that was held from 1960. Which so, I think is, I think it's even more impressive to do it in the offense that he has. Like, I know they're very pass heavy, but with the amount of targets that Burrow has on offense, and I know he's his favorite, but yeah, absolutely. I mean, even you look at Justin Jefferson, like he had Adam Thielen, like Kirk Cousins had Adam Thielen last year. But other than that, there's not a whole lot of other guys on that offense that he could really no, because their on. other the, the other aspect of their offense was Dalvin Cook, and especially yeah. last year because Dalvin Cook last year was a different beast. He was, yeah. Um, but I just think I think it's even more impressive that he's done that, uh, especially with people like doubting him coming into the season, saying like he couldn't catch and stuff like that. It's just like the ultimate like screw you, like I'm gonna go out here and do whatever I want. And with guys like T Higgins and um, and Tyler Boyd, it's and even Joe Mixon like out of the backfield sometimes. It's like and like we spoke about last week earlier on was yeah. was CJ Uzma. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just the amount of weapons and how he's able to do that is just crazy. It's also because he's averaging like 50 yards a catch. Like every yeah. catch that he's get grabbing is like going for a 70-yard score. But um, yeah, I, I think I think another key for, for, for the Bengals is that they need to limit the turnovers. I mean, you said it before, um, Joe Burrow's thrown a bunch of touchdowns. He hasn't thrown a pick in the last five weeks. 13 touchdowns, no picks in the last uh, five weeks. And they also were able to torch a pretty good chief secondary, um, which I think is kind of similar to the Titans. Their, their cornerbacks uh, are, are, they're not bad. They're okay. 
But they also have those two safeties who are top five in their position rank, Kevin Byard, Amani Hooker. Those two safeties are going to play a big role in this. I think if they can kind of limit how Burrow works his offense, then uh, it'll play a key. Um, but the turnovers is a big thing. I mean, for sure. And it's, and it's funny you, you mentioned kind of that secondary there's despite the success of individual players, the Titans pass defense is fairly closer to the bottom of the league, uh, especially with regards to receptions and yards allowed in the air. Um, they have allowed, and, and this kind of plays massively into the Bengals and Joe Burrow's game plan in that offense. He loves the deep ball. He's got a rocket arm on him. Uh, he loves, like you just said, he loves targeting chase deep. Um, the Titans have allowed the sixth most 20 plus yard receptions. Um, so, you know, they're going to need to go to that deep ball. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think, I think, I mean, there's just too much to say about Joe Burrow. I mean, yeah. even after like last week, it was just, I mean, they didn't play the greatest game against the Raiders, but just throughout the season, like the, the ability to show like, I mean, just the professionalism and like, I think it's the bravado he has. Yeah. I mean, he's just like, it's just like, he's just so cool. You know what I mean? Like the guy is just the coolest dude. Well, that's exactly it. I mean, he, this is a guy who, you know, he's walking the the walk and like talking the talk. He he does stuff up. Absolutely. This is a guy who's led the Bengals to their first playoff win since the 1990 wildcard win over the Houston Oilers. And basically, which is actually, which is I, which is ironic. That that's you know they are playing the Tennessee Titans, mm-hmm. former Houston Oilers, um, and after the game, you know there's the fans are yelling, screaming. The you know the atmosphere was unreal, and they pull this guy, you know, right pretty much as soon as the clock hits zero, he's got a mic in his face, and first thing they said, first thing they asked him, obviously, how is he feeling, and anybody in that situation, regardless of how professional you are, you're going to think that they're going to be excited. You know, they're the ones that brought this city, this community, their first playoff win since, you know, since before he was even born. And the first thing he said was, you know, it's cool. It's cool. Job's not done though. You know, this is a guy who his laser sharp focus, he goes out there, he knows he has a job to do and he's going to do everything he can to get it done. You know, he, he genuinely like, I know they say, obviously, every athlete goes, you know, I'm not satisfied unless we're winning championships, this, that. But of course, there's going to be some internal satisfaction with the fact that, you know, you're successful, regardless necessarily of outcomes. This is a guy who I genuinely believe, like, he expects nothing less than a Super Bowl this year. Yeah, which is uh, which is interesting for a second-year quarterback. I mean... Coming off the injury that he did. Yeah, it's crazy. It really is insane. And we said it last week, too. I think... Um, comeback player of the year especially now should be i think he should have it in the bag it should be out of the question i hope i don't know and and i it's not like i don't like dak like i'm not saying he doesn't deserve it and that's the only thing i think that would um kind of keep his argument alive is just you know echoing exactly what we said last week is just how gruesome dak's injury was but also coming into this season it was i mean you look at the no one would have expected the Bengals really to be at the point that they are. I mean, no, no. I don't think. And the I, Cowboys, think, I think it was people were expecting a gradual increase in success. Yeah. I don't think anybody was expecting them. Boom. No. Here they are divisional matchup and, and, you know, with a good shot at going to a conference yeah. championship. And, and for a guy who's younger, uh, he put up better stats um, and just kind of taking over a team that is like far, not like at the beginning of the season, 
you would have put Dallas against the Bengals, you would have picked Dallas all day long, right? Oh, any day of the week. And I mean, this is the Bengals, you know, up until their, their playoff win, they had the longest playoff win drought. Um, and then, but, but you know, it's, you gotta measure playoff success because you're looking at the Cowboys now who have had three wins in 10 playoff appearances since 1998. Now, granted still more than the Bengals, but at this point it's irrelevant. You know, who cares? Congrats. You made it to the playoffs 10 times. How'd you guys do? Well, three wins here. The Bengals are, you know, in a divisional matchup with their second year quarterback who came back from an ACL tear. And it'll be interesting to see uh, this week, especially too. I mean, not a lot of people think thought the Raiders really belonged in the playoffs. Um, like they, I mean, they made it closer than, than I think a lot of people they, thought. Yeah, it was. yeah for I sure. Mean, the they, were what? They were favored by six. Yeah. They were a better team. Um, at the end of the season, the Raiders um, with, especially with all the stuff that went on, we already went into that last week, but it'll be interesting to see how the Bengals fare against a physical team and yeah. a team that's going to try and keep the football for as long as they can and keep Burrow off the ball. Yeah, um, absolutely. That front four is going to need to get to him for sure. And like we said last week, um, Burrow's good for, you know, two drops a game, like, or two, you know, he's good for two sacks a game. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Titans have Harold Land Harold Landry, right? Twelve sacks on the season. Uh, they're good. They're going to need to pressure him for sure. I mean, that's the only way you're going to need to eliminate. You're going to need to eliminate the deep ball. You're going to need to to really put some pressure onto that pass game, force them to use that run game. So, who are you going to take in this one? I already said I'm taking Cincy. I want. I I want to take the Bengals. I really do. What's the the spread? I believe the Titans are favorited. Um, but I think you know you kind of opened with talking about this and how. I think I don't think the Titans deserved that number one seed, which is funny to say because, you know, they got it. It's just and everyone in the AFC has been so inconsistent this year, right? It was really the AFC as a sports fan was very exciting to watch. Especially I for those, those top three year. teams, like the undisputed top three, I think uh, the Bills, the Chiefs and the Titans that those three just kind of, I mean, you know how the Chiefs were at the beginning of the year, the Bills took some hard losses that they really shouldn't have. The Titans lost some games they shouldn't have. It was just kind of like. It's funny that you say that though, because like it was that top three. And I feel like that top three is still separate from everybody else. But at the same time, like how much are they? You know, this is a team that the Bills, a lot of people like some are like, they're still Super Bowl favorites. And then others were like, they're getting blown out by the Pats in the wild card round. So obviously after that very satisfying very satisfying and vindicating win Saturday night. Um, But that's because everything clicked this, you know, the bills we'll get into that when we get to them, but the bills, let's let's, let's move over to them now. Actually, let's, let's go to the bills, uh, Patriots. it's bills, Patriots, bills, chiefs. If you haven't guessed it now, this is the most exciting game. If you haven't guessed it, Evan and I might be bills fans. Uh, yeah, maybe let, uh, well, let's not reveal that, but yeah, may, maybe we are. It's yeah, you can make Regardless, that. Assumption. They are yeah. coming off the only perfect offensive game in NFL history. Seven drives, we, seven I'm, I'm, touchdowns. This is not bias. I think that might've, I mean, it's not far off to say either. I think that maybe was one of the greatest offensive performances in the history of the postseason. Well, just statistically speaking wise, like even if like, sure, there's how many times have, you know, teams put up 47 points. How many times have people put up 50 points, whatever, but just simply because they had more touchdowns than Josh Allen had incompletions. Yeah. 
and they did it no. against the number two ranked defense or secondary. Sorry. Yeah. So now, granted, obviously they had some issues to deal with, but that is still a solid secondary. That's a solid defensive core, and you know it was a cakewalk. It they was. made it look easy watching that game. I mean, that first touchdown to Knox, I thought that was a throwaway. Well, Josh Allen said after the game, he thought it was a throwaway. Like he was just throwing the ball away. I don't know yeah. if it was or not. Cause like, see, know, I thought it was one of those plays where he put it in a spot that no one could get it. But if someone could, it would be Knox. Yeah, yeah for and sure. It was yeah. perfect. It was perfect. I mean, he laid out for that. He went up and got that thing. But they marched but, down the field. It was, there was no, it was no difficulty whatsoever. Like he looked, and you know so what? I think confident. a huge play was definitely like a turning point as well. Not really a turning point, but just something that reinforced it was. I think if Jones had thrown, if if Hyde hadn't picked off that end zone ball on the Pats' first drive, yeah, I think it could have been a very different game. I still think the Bills would have gotten it done, but I think it could have been a very different game. But we spoke about this last week too, right? Is it was a very different game in the in the regular season when they played twice when they put made Mac Jones throw the football. Yeah. Right. Like the Patriots wanted to come in there and they wanted to run the ball down the throat. But when you go down two scores earlier, however many they went down, I can't even you remember. You got to throw the ball. You have to throw the ball. And we said last week, we just don't know if Mac Jones is ready to do that yet. And he showed that he wasn't. And I stand by my statement. Like, and again, coming from the fact that we potentially have some bias, I stand by the statement that I do think Mac Jones is a good quarterback. I he think is, he's yes. going to be a very successful quarterback. And I think the Patriots will somehow bounce back, you know, maybe not next year, maybe not the year after. The Patriots are not going anywhere. Um, but Saturday well, you see, you see reporter ask, Do you see a reporter ask uh, Belichick if he's returning next year? Yeah. Okay. I got it. I sent that to my buddy Andrew, actually, because I had got the notification the next day from the athletic. It was like, Bill, staying put. Well, yeah. No, what's, kid, why? Where's Bill gonna go? What's with these people asking him stupid questions? Like, are they trying to get a rise out of him? Like the lady who asked him, like, Belichick. what's his New Year's resolution? Like, are you serious? <laughs> why? Why would Bill Belichick be going anywhere? Can we insert the bruh sound effect like in here at all? You know, it's just like, <laughs> like I don't know, man. Like, it's. I think it's ridiculous. Bill's not going anywhere. Yeah. He's not going anywhere. That that team will still be successful in a couple years. Like I, I truly believe it as a bills fan. I don't want to see, I'd love to see them sit at the bottom of the AFC East for two decades. It would be great. See how it, see how it feels. Wait, what'd you say? Bills fan? Did I, did I let that slip? Yeah, a little bit. Regardless, I'd like to see nothing more than the Patriots sit at the bottom of the AFC East for two decades, you know, see how it feels, but they're not going, they're not, that's not going to be the case. Um, but Bill is not going anywhere, but you know, whatever I digress. Fact is bills need to click. And I think this is something that we've preached though, is regardless of how good the bills are and the weapons that they have and the things that they are able to accomplish on the field. My, my one concern is a lot of it still relies on Allen. If Allen has a bad game, the bills have a bad game. If Allen has a good game, the bills have a good game. Now I know that's almost like well, yeah, no kidding. He's the quarterback, but it's not as easy as that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's a pretty like obvious statement to say, but let's say, uh, I mean, you could just with any quarterback, it's really good quarterback in the league. If you, if you put him into a system and he's, the system is built around them, it's just not going to work the same, right? Like you saw it uh, this year. I mean, I think, 
I think the Saints offense looked not great, but good when Jameis Winston, Jameis Winston was um, was the quarterback. Yeah. But then when you put Trevor Simeon in and you put Taysom Hill in. It wasn't it the same because it wasn't designed around that. Yeah. I, I mean, I agree. It's definitely, if you get rid of Josh Allen, this team is done for. But also, you could say it about the other team, right? Like, I mean, you get rid of Patrick Mahomes. I mean, what are the that's Chiefs, true. right? Like, that's, that's a good point. I mean, obviously they have... Kelsey, they have Hill, they have Hardman, they have Pinker, but who are any of those guys without Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, yeah, for so, sure. I feel like this is almost like obvious stuff, but it's not as, you know, surface value as as it seems. Um, Josh did have his struggles a bit this year, uh, more more with inconsistency rather than actual stat-wise. Um, he was a bit more inconsistent than he was last year. Uh, wild card round, he balled out though, 300 yards, five TDs. Um, like we said, just four incompletions. Now, a lot of people asking questions about the fact that Diggs hasn't been that guy this year. And Who I don't think it has anything. Point, you know? I don't cares? think it has anything to do with Diggs not being that guy. I think it has to do with the fact that Allen and I and this almost has, you know, reflects in a bit of his inconsistencies, is he's targeting everybody. Yeah, he's you know, he he's targeting Iman, he's targeting Davis, he's targeting Sanders, he's targeting Beasley, him and Knox, that relationship has absolutely really flourished and yeah. that was shown through the entire season but especially so saturday five receptions 90 yards two tds um and obviously this is a buffalo team that walked on the chiefs 38 to 20 back in week five now yeah, given that defense five. has made a lot of steps since then that the chiefs secondary. defense is very different now that was a historically um, bad defense going into oh they uh, were the they were one weeks. of if not the worst secondary in the entire league and we know that's no longer the case um they've improved drastically they have 18 takeaways in the last eight games um the buffalo o-line will need to be solid for this with that casey from four sixth and eighth in pressure percentage and blitz percentage respectively um you know they've the the bills o-line has been good though they've allowed the second least amount of sacks this year and just just one qb hit on sunday that's it the thing that scares me though as a maybe buffalo bills fan um, is that that game against the Steelers? And I know it's the Steelers. It's whatever their defense was was good. I mean, yep. their their offense was, you know, the Steelers was, defense was good. Sorry, yes, yeah. Well, they they they, are, they, they, they got to defense. Mahomes. Yeah, they are they a good defense. Yeah, but the offense isn't really impressive at all. Um, but the thing that really scares me is that Mahomes looked like he was playing in 2019 like 2020 Mahomes, that confidence was back. He yeah. knows where he needs to go when he breaks contain, when, when they get to him in the pocket. And I mean, he's been, he's been doing those little, I mean, it annoys me so much, not just as a guy who um, doesn't want the chiefs to succeed, um, but just like as a guy who likes football, I, I hate these stupid plays that they always call. Like the backyard football style. Oh, it's so I I Little can't shovels. stand it. I cannot How stand it. How often you see friggin' the line of the wildcat it's or Kelsey time. coming under center. Well, I do. It does bother me. Even and in I the last feel- game. It, it, sorry, yeah. but it was like the two the two scores, like the McKinnon flip, like like where they flipped it to him and then the Kelsey touchdown pass. I mean it's entertaining, but it's like the team just looks like it's got like it. Like it's got its swagger back, you know, like the the little video where that kid. Says I don't it, exactly like, like it. Yeah, it's like they just look like they're ready to go. Like they torch that Steelers team. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it that that part of the, the Chiefs really does does uh, is scary. I think it 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 does scare me a bit. 
it bothers me. I get where you're coming from. It's almost like for no reason. It's like they're trying to show off, you know, like if I was another, if I was a player on the other team and like Kelsey's throwing a a touchdown pass when they're up 30 points, I'm like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? And, but it, it works for them, I guess. And I think it was, um, who called the chief Steelers game? Was it NBC? Was it Chris and Al? I can't remember. Well, I can't remember. Well, regardless, whoever it was, I think it, I think it was Chris and Al, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, and that's what, you know, Al said that he was like, how, you know, do Andy Reed and Mahomes sit in a room together and just drop the most ridiculously absurd plays and go, eh, let's give it a go. Let's, let's, let's make Which, a play that's going to piss off the other team as much as we possibly can. Like, like it's going to completely no. annoy them. Yeah. Like I can't, man, like if I was the other team, I'd be so angry the entire game. Like not only cause it works, it's almost, it's a slap in the face. It is. It's like, screw you. Like we can just like do whatever and have Patrick. Like, oh my throwing. God. Travis Kelsey just threw a touchdown yeah. on your secondary. We can have Mahomes throwing 50 yard, like bombs across his body from like, like uh, from like the numbers and like just do whatever we want. It's just and you know what I hate too is obviously this turned into a chief slander show. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, it's not so much. I, I think this is actually a valid thing is that Mahomes and it's more just like, this is actually credit to them. It's because Mahomes went through that early part of the season where he, I mean, relatively speaking to himself, he wasn't good. Yeah. He was throwing up the ball. He was making stupid decisions with it, you know, throwing it across his body, across the field. Now there's a lot of quarterbacks in the league right now that again, number one rule, you never ever do that, but they're doing it anyways. They're able to Allen's one of them. Mahomes burrow. Those guys are, you know, kind of breaking a lot of Cardinal or, you know, com- committing a lot of Cardinal sins that you wouldn't see quarterbacks normally do, you know, plays that Terry Bradshaw is going to have a heart attack over. Um, <laughs> But because he had those, you know, a lot of those picks early on with those dumb decisions, it's almost better now for him because he's able to make those stupid plays, but he knows kind of how far he can push it because he saw in the first half of the season, the mistakes that can come up if he tries to, you know, push his luck. Yeah. He's almost like tested the waters. That's the way I see it. Yeah. He's grown into, I think he's more mature this year. Um, even more so than, than previous years. Um, I mean, he's still making a lot of those crazy passes that sometimes, like sometimes I just want to see them picked off just to be like, ha, like you can't always get what you want. Yeah. Um, But there's just so many, there's just so much talent on that, on that Chiefs team. I mean, yeah. the fact that Jarek McKinnon came in this week, like a guy who we haven't heard his name since like 2016, <laughs> like, and, and he like goes, he off, actually for, like, he goes off for like 140 like scrimmage yards. I yeah. just, uh, it's just like, it's like the Tom Brady thing, you know, like he can make other guys really good. And I mean, like even, I mean, obviously Tyreek Hill is an animal. Like there's no like doubt about that, but like he even makes like guys like, um, I can't remember who it was, who, who was impressive this week for him. Um, like Demarcus Robinson, even like Demarcus Robinson. Oh yeah, guys, was, Robinson know, like, was solid. Yeah, I mean McCole Hardman, Byron Pringle. Like Pringle had two scores, even though they were short. But like, it's just like I don't know. They're one of those teams which just like it annoys me at how good they are and how they can do whatever they want. But I guess the Bills are kind of the same, right? Like Josh Allen is like you've never. It's it's rare that you see a quarterback who's that physical, right? And he's just willing to 
he's like what i don't even know how big he is like six he's six five two thirty yeah six, six four six five two thirty really, he's a big boy he's just gonna run through you right like he does yeah. not care about the contact he's not gonna slide um it's it's a really interesting matchup this week i think the Absolutely. key factor for the bills i said this earlier is that they're gonna have to replicate their offensive success that they had last week and they had such success against the number two ranked defense now given this or secondary or whatever it is. Um, this chief secondary is not that good. But I also think for the Chiefs, they cannot under any circumstances start like they did last week against the Steelers. Because I watched that first, I think it was the first quarter, first quarter in a bit. Their, their first, oh, yeah, first quarter, first quarter over betters were punching the air. Their, their first, their first um, three drives ended in three and outs. And then they they had the fumble for the uh, the touchdown by TJ Watt. So after that, they, the the Steelers went up seven nothing against yeah. a, a Bills offense that's as hot as they are. And hope I mean, yeah, you they, don't want to do that. You don't want you can't do that, right? You're probably looking at like a th- two three score game maybe. And then you're you're forced to come from behind. You're you're forced to make some crazy throws against probably the best secondary in the league without Tre'Davious White. Like Dane Jackson has stepped up and hasn't allowed a touchdown in any start since he's replaced him. Yep. Just like this. And then Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde. I, I think you just you gotta get off to a better start if you're the if you're the Chiefs, if you have if you want to win this game. Cause I don't I think this team can can compete with you on their best day, they can compete with you offensively. So I, I think no matter what, like even though the Bills defense is crazy good here, I think this one is like if I'm a uh, like a big betting guy, I'm putting my house on the over in this game. It's just going to be like a slugfest. I, I, I'm very excited for it. If I'm a big betting guy, he says. Well, like I mean, I don't bet a lot, but like a, <laughs> like a lot of money. But like, I like to, and I won't bet on the Bills because, um, a bad luck, you know. No, I do agree. I probably I like. I actually will not be betting on this specific game. Not not in terms of like teams, maybe some player props. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to touch really quick before we get a score prediction for this one, or yes. sorry, not a score, but a pick for the, on the Steelers. Because they're a team that's interesting this season. They're in a position kind of that they've never, that they haven't seen for a long time. Like they've had Ben at quarterback like in, the, like in a position time. just to you know just as a team just as a, as a team in general because obviously they're coming into this this off season um and they're gonna want to keep a lot of their guys they have a lot of cap space to work mm. with yeah. um i don't know what they do i don't know if they spend some of that money on getting a proven quarterback if they can get one to come or if they or they train i don't oh, want to see them i don't i don't want to see them bring in a guy like jimmy garoppolo right like, I don't want to see them bring him in an offseason, a guy who can maybe like maybe bring in Jimmy G and then draft a quarterback and like kind of have him mentor him. Or if you want to just go the route of like drafting a quarterback, like I know Kenny Pickett's been a guy who they've been talking about a lot yeah. in the first round and kind of because you got I mean, I mean, you have a lot of good guys on that offense. You know what I mean? Like, it's interesting like weapons too, with, for a quarterback. With this, year's, with this year's draft class, like I'm not going to it's it's a little slim relative to what it yeah, has been. There's not a lot of guys who you want as your no, and there's not a lot of quarterbacks. I mean, they have. I think most mock drafts, granted, all the, the mock drafts that I've seen are pretty bad. Um, you know, most of them have maybe three quarterbacks, four in the first round. 
Yeah, it's not a year like um like the one we just saw with no basically number one guys coming in at every like every pick. Like yeah, well, it was who'd you have? It was um, Zach Wilson, Trevor Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Mac Jones, Justin Fields. So, um, yeah. Oh, Fields. Yeah, I forgot about Fieldsy. Of course, you forgot about Fields. I did forget. Well, <laughs> I like Fields, but you know he's not ready. He'll, he'll it's get not hard. He'll it's get not hard to forget about him. Anyways, they have a lot of good guys on offense. I think that that they can kind of build around like you got chase claypool is young i mean if you want to keep juju smith schuster i'm not sure if you want to he does want to stay i like i think i think you do even deontay uh deontay johnson like he's turned into a proven number one guy and then to have those guys yeah except for those drops yeah like but he's been working on the tennis ball drills before before games during practice did nothing for him he had three drops on sunday well even like even like fryermouth like the tight end yeah, like he turned into one of Ben's favorite targets, and then you got Najee Harris. You had a quarterback in there, and like, like maybe a, like a little bit of a better O line. Like, you're looking at a really good offense, I think. And then the defense, you got you got a lot of guys too. Like, I don't think this is a complete rebuild for Pittsburgh. No, I don't think it is. I think it's just they need that that core piece, which obviously is a very important piece. Um, I don't know. I, I I do agree with you. I don't think it's a full rebuild. They have the tools because, you know, we've heard our buddy Lyle say that many a times referring to many different sports. A rebuild means you're breaking it down and, and you know, starting from the foundation. I think the Steelers still have a good foundation. You do. They don't yeah, have for a sure. quarterback. Especially with Tomlin at, at, uh, as your head coach. You got all those guys on defense. Well, he doesn't, he's, he doesn't have a, a losing season during his yeah. tenure. Yeah, you got TJ Watt, you got Minka Fitzpatrick, you got Cam Hayward, you got a bunch of guys on defense who you can build around, right? Absolutely. Um, I think it's just the offensive weapons you just talked about. Yeah, and I think it'll be one of those years next year for the Steelers where they're kind of they're they're down, like they maybe they'll have their first losing season. Who knows? But they'll be back up the year after. I think. I think. I say yeah. I say max two years before they're their back being a solid i don't want to say contender but before they're a solid football team again yeah so let's get an opinion then for this uh this bills chiefs game and i know it might hurt your heart but who do you think non-biased opinion who are you taking in this game i think the bills are more than capable of doing it this year i think they have a chip on their shoulder um and that's and you know what that's what i like about it too almost is that this isn't like it's a rematch of last year's conference championship, but it's not the conference championship. You know what I mean? But I feel like it's holding just as much, you know, holds just as much water. Um, I think, I think um, whoever wins this game, I think goes to the Super Bowl. As much as I like the Bengals, I just don't think they have the firepower to, I think these are the two best teams in the AFC, like through and throughout, like at every position. I do agree. So I think whoever wins this one will go to the Super Bowl. Um, I like Patrick Mahomes. Like, obviously, we we slandered the Chiefs' offense a little bit earlier, but I, I think, think they're, 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 they're going to be tough team. to beat, though. They are. They really are. Um, I just think, I mean, it's going to be tough for Buffalo. And like I said, I think if they can perform on the offense, yep. like they did against the Patriots, they'll win this game. Yep. And if they don't, they'll lose. I mean, yep. if they're not as consistent, they may need to score seven straight touchdowns again to win this game. They may, right? Like it's it's going to be really difficult and I think maybe the the Bills defense can can limit Mahomes 
like they did it earlier I mean, this even season. Even the and number one defense, though, that's Mahomes to Kelsey, Mahomes to Hill. That's that's tough to contain. Yeah. Well, they did. I, mean, I mean, the only thing that's positive about it is that they they did it earlier this season, yeah. and they're not looking at. And that's not talking about the Chiefs' defense, who's improved. It's talking about the offense, who really doesn't have a whole lot of difference different personnel there. Mm-hmm. Like they, it's basically the same team. I can't remember if they had Orlando Brown then. Um, I don't remember. Um, but yeah, like I said, I think if the Bills offense can replicate, they can win this game. If they can't, then uh, it'll uh, be the end of the road for the old Billies. Unfortunately. Yeah. No, I mean, maybe unfortunately. So we'll see. <laughs> so <right>. with <laughs> that, we will wrap up the AFC look ahead. Um, adding to your point there, the Bills, I think whoever wins the Bills Chiefs matchup is going to need to be perfect. They're oh, going yeah. to need to yeah. need to come out. They're going to need to execute. They're going to need to be pretty well near damn perfect. So that will do it for us. Thank you for tuning in, listening to myself, listening to Evan here. Um, you know, clocking out. We are the Pod Fathers for the Game Six podcast. Tune in next week with our wrap up of what happens this weekend. Some exciting football on the way. Hope you enjoy it. We know we're going to enjoy it, and we will talk to you next time. <laughs>